Hello and welcome to Jerry Anderson, Heroes and Villains. Stay on this channel. This is an emergency. Each episode, we'll choose at random a story from an Anderson show ranging from Fireball XL5 to Terrorhawks. I think this frequency should be put on priority monitoring. We'll then look at the hero and villain of the tale, discuss any behind the scenes, actor information, and I'm sure numerous tallies. Shadow control to all stations. We have a red alert. Repeat, condition is red. And at the end, crucially, we're going to vote for them. Stand by for action. Hello, and uh, here we are in the Nevada desert today. Yes, on a, what appears to be a very, 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 very low-budget film. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I like about this story, um, The Martian Invasion, is we get puppet representation of a B-movie being made. Yes. And it, isn't it a lot of fun to see such things? It, 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 it's, it's both fun, and it's nice to think that in the year 2068, B-movies will still be a thing. Yeah. Um, it's also hilarious. I love when you see in films and TV them looking at their own uh, way of working, because it's never accurate, is it? It's... And this is again a, long, a, a huge, a huge backlot of films that show you making a film that couldn't possibly work, and this no. is the same. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to to watch this one. What do you think? Um, we're into the uh, show. I, I, as we're doing this uh, this uh, podcast, there's less preamble at the beginning. We're almost bam yes. straight into it, aren't we? We don't waste um, time. So yeah, all right. Let's get in. So the cops are uh, trapped in a cave with the Martians outside. Yeah. Then you star into the scenes, Mr. Stubb included. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And may I say, those scenes were an inspiration. Great cinema. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Stubb knows that. Well, Chief. Okay. Right. Mr. Stutt will advance you to four million dollars, but you must start shooting a film within the month. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Mr. Stutt. And you, Mr. Butcher, I can't tell you how I appreciate the faith you've placed in me. Four failures in a row, I never thought I'd make a film again. You won't make another film if you mess up this deal. Now clear out of here. Mr. Stutt's a busy man. Yes, sir, yes, sir, thank you. A thousand times thank you. Four million times, Goldheimer. Four million. Well, boss, it's all set up. All right. Now leave me. Uh, yes, sir, but... Uh, I, I said would... leave! Yeah, we open on this spaceship. What do you think of this spaceship? I mean, it's um, not a real spaceship. Well, it's a B-movie spaceship, isn't what, it? What I like about this episode is... It starts off, and you're meant to think this is the real story, aren't you? Yes. They don't say this is a film straight away. And you're watching it, and you're going, oh, this is shoddy. This look, Like, the spaceship looks awful. Um, it looks like what well, it is, a B-movie spaceship. And then the two coppers are just just cli- walking cliches. And and then when you when it's, you, they, you know, cut, and it's the film, you go, oh, okay. That's all. They've covered their own backs here, haven't they? That well, this covering, look terrible, yeah, yeah, and it's co- okay. Yeah, covering your own backs then, does that, does, does, because they are making a B movie, does yep. that uh, um, allow for the dodgy Irish accent of the cop? I think or so. Yeah. Does that go yeah. on the dodgy tally? Well, I, that's a good point. 
I think we can put it on the dodgy tally because it's obviously put on for the film, but the film must be aiming at an audience that would think that's real. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would put it on the tally. All right, Chief um, O'Hara goes on. Yeah, the, the accents are terrible. Um, the story of this film, I mean, this this is going to be a slight film, isn't it, that they're making? I can't, I can't see this being winning many Oscars or anything. What do you think? I mean, if they, um, yeah, yeah, if 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 you know, Scott and and Virgil at the end, instead of being watching it, went along to the premiere. What do you reckon the rest of this film's premise is? I don't know. Is it one of those where it starts out with this little story and then it it ramps up to a War of the Worlds style thing, or is this the entire storyline? It's just these two cops versus these two Martians. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure on it. Uh, I do love, I do love again that you you watch you you watch this beginning of it, and like I say, it's it's a sort of a it's a multiple bluff, isn't it? Because you're meant to think it's a real Thunderbirds episode. I imagine if you're watching it, you're you know the first time you know nothing about it. All you've seen is in the TV times. It's called the Martian Invasion. You go, oh, Martian, and you're watching it. <laughs> so you must you must think this is an actual episode oh my goodness but then when they do go cut and you go ah okay it's a film set that makes sense and then you think no it doesn't because you don't do a film in one continuous take from beginning to end and also they've um they've stopped filming because yeah. they filmed this bit where you know the guys get gassed in the cave and yeah. then we get that nice dissolve from from the martian to the photo of the martian and uh, yeah, old Goldheimer, the, uh, the the failed film director who's had four flops yeah. in a row. He's telling the story, isn't he? He's telling the story to Mr. Yeah. Stutt, who is the hood. And our subject for today, he's, he, he, I've decided he's the main guy that we're going to vote on today. Mr. Bletcher, the finance man, who's going to put up $4 million for this oh, film, right. isn't yeah. he? Who... Because I've got some questions about the Hood's plan. Because realistically, this is just trapped in the sky. The Hood parts. Yes. The main story is not, but the the Hood parts. It's just is same crappy plan from Trapped in the Sky with a bit of a ex- few extras thrown in, which we'll get to. But who is this this finance guy? So at first, I thought watching this, I thought, oh, okay, the Hood's hypnotized him, and he's controlling him. But he's obviously not. He's no. just paying him. So is this a real financer? Is this I a real studio person? Yeah, I think it is. And Mr. Stutt has come along. Somehow he knows he's he's a bit dodgy and has said, uh, you help me out. I'll, yeah. I'll make you rich. I want to film International Rescue. So we've got a novel, a production. Yeah. So it's quite a convoluted plan, this, isn't it? So the hood had to know that, A, this this multi-failed director would pitch uh, a film that would suit his nefarious purposes. He would have to talk this producer into basically throwing money into a fake production so that he could get photos of the Thunderbird craft. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things that could go wrong with this. And, and we find out, so right at the beginning... The Hood does his usual thing of uh, nobbling Kirano. That's exactly what I put, nobbles Kirano. Nobbles Kirano. And he does his thing of, of, you know, Kirano, you can hear me. 
Uh, oh, slightly getting into dodgy accents there. Um, <laughs> and he forces Carano to go and turn off or to break the uh, automatic photo detector. Yeah, so that this whole convoluted plan can go into motion. Why doesn't he just force Carano to take photos? Yes, while everyone's asleep. Yeah. Or get the blueprints, because, mate, your photos are worth shit. Yep. I, I don't get this this plot idea, which is we've had in several episodes now, where if you've got a photo externally of a craft, or in this case, moving pictures of a craft, that therefore you can re- reproduce that craft. They say it's the secret. It's not a secret it's not watching secret, something. Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole photo detector thing, we I think we mentioned in Trapped in Sky, is a stupid idea, because taking a photo is passive. Yeah. It's not it's not radar, you're not scanning something. So there's no way this could detect that someone's opened an aperture onto some photographic paper. There's no way of it working. Um but also what happens if Thunderbirds because they often you often see them flying over landscapes. Mm-hmm. What if someone looks up and goes, Oh, Thunderbird two, snap, snap. Yeah. Does that mean that then the photo detector goes off. What's the range of this photo detector? I don't know. Uh, do they then justified in going, that kid down there took a photo of Thunder Patoot. Let's bomb his house. Let's give him a warning shot. Yeah. How is, uh, how, how is Thunderbird International Rescue not just a gang of criminals here? Yeah. I, mean, I presume all the Thunderbird craft have these detectors. Yeah, I would them, think so, yeah. They must do. They would have to, yeah. 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 When when uh, the Hood's at his temple, Noblin, yes. um, Carano, who uh, this guy who wanders up to the net curtains and, and you know, says, you know, brings a message from his boss, yeah, General X. Um, who was that? And how did I, he get there? I don't know. I presume it's, the Hood's got some staff somewhere. Hmm. You know? The, the interesting thing is, is the Hood's got control over Carano, who is the servant of Jeff Tracy. Do you think Jeff Tracy's got control over the Hood's servant? They're just backwards and forwards, oh, yeah. nobbling each that other. That would be good. Never getting anywhere. Um, I love the, the Thunderbird bits uh, on the island where uh, Jeff Tracy's going, oh, Carano, you work so hard. You keep us going. Uh, what is he doing? We never mm. see him doing it. He makes him some meals. Yeah. Don't don't bolster him like that, Jeff. You want a pay rise? You should be keeping him down. That first time we see Jeff, he's smoking a cigar, so that's another point on the dodgy. Oh yes, yeah. There's quite a bit of smoking in this. Yes, movie, yeah, and I've made Hollywood a note. Types. Um, um, do you think Tintin knows of the hood? Well, that's that's her uncle. Yeah. Does, does does she know? I don't know. Does it ever come up? Oh, do you remember? Do you remember Uncle Hood? You're, you're... Yeah. Your, your creepy uncle with the glowing eyes. Yeah. He, yeah. Used, to, he, he used to uh, try and control you in, at dinner parties as a laugh. Yeah. yeah. So they've inter as I say, they've interrupted filming to then go back to see, you know, uh, Mr. Stutt and Bletcher. And then they go back and they continue the filming. And there's Stutt and there's Bletcher, both of them smoking. So yeah. that's another two points. All right. Um, and, yeah, that's when we find out that uh, Mr. Stutt has got this super-duper special camera that can film from, like, three inches up to two yep. miles. Yes. And he's had it installed on the cliff top, hasn't he? Yep. He's can it also... film round corners? Yeah, I bet. It's super-duper. Yeah. 
And uh, he's also uh, arranged with Bletcher that to have the explosive charges, the strength of them um, change. So the yes. cave-in actually happens for real, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, because this is such a, a cheap-ass production. They've got, like, one person doing everything, haven't they? Mm. So the, the, the special effects guy is also planting the explosive. No one's checking his work. He's fine. I like later on, he has a, a ride-on scooter... Yes. A hover scooter that's just to project smoke. That seems overly powered. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it I, do, I don't get <clears throat> I don't get this film production. Cuz they they say uh, on the first day of filming they go uh the director goes why don't, why don't we use the the plans uh, shot schedule that I'd I'd created and it, the money guy goes nope. No, we're we're doing it. We're going to film this scene first. Yeah, if you want your money, this has got to be done. Yeah, yeah. and again, that's generally not how film productions go. No, no, you don't. You In don't invite. Yeah. They do. They do. Yeah, you invite everyone because that that suggests really that that this sequence must be much more of the film than we're thinking because the bit they're filming is exactly the bit that he said about when he was telling the story of this. Bit. Yes. So what other sequences did he want to film in this location that, that the uh, money guy said, no, 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 we're doing, we're doing the cave in scene. Maybe a giant ant comes out the ground Could be. or something like that. Could you be. Um, and we find out that, that the hood's got a, I won't say a boss, but someone that's hired him, hasn't he? This General X. General X, yes. Uh, I want to know a bit more about General X. Um, my theory <laughs> it, it is actually uh, Alan. Do you think? It's Alan Tracy, yeah. Alan's so fed up with not getting the sexy assignments. He always gets, like, you know, the crap. That he is the one trying to bring Thunderbirds down. Because he sounds so much like Alan Tracy <laughs> to, doing a dodgy accent. Um, also, General X lives uh, in Nevada. Well, when I first watched this, it's like, oh, he's in Britain. Because that is obviously a British house with British yes. trees. We have birds chirping and everything. But later on, it's like the yeah, hood it's, is, it's is next, driving It's within distance driving away. distance of Nevada, of the film set. Which they say is in Nevada, don't they? The middle of the Nevada desert. So General X's British country house, complete with lovely greenery in that, is presumably just on the outskirts of the Nevada desert. Maybe he's so rich he's had it all, you know, landscaped to Could look be. like Britain. Yeah. <coughs> does um does General X have to go on the dodgy tally? He's got a very dodgy accent, hasn't he? All right. We'll put that on. Yes. Uh, before we get to him, though, isn't that odd that you see someone other than Scott going on the bridge thing into Thunderbird 1 when yes. Carano goes in? Yeah. It's good that they filmed it. Because I, I, while watching this, because we haven't, we haven't covered that many Thunderbirds episodes yet, and I was thinking, oh, every time, every time is it going to be the same clothes for the yeah. puppets going, going into the craft? And I, I I need to pay attention to that to see whether they actually film new versions of it. Yeah. I love the fact that um, Tintin is explaining, you know, to him, you know, how everything works. Saying what everything is, 
it, despite the fact it's already yes. got a label. Yeah. Like the horizontal flight control, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's a bit, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because Tintin's in there doing something. Don't know what she's doing. Cleaning, perhaps. I don't know. Something technical, perhaps. Um, and yeah, Carano just wanders up. So presumably anyone can go into Jeff's office and, you know, oh, hand, handle the lamp fittings. And, yeah, Carano um, would have had to have done that. Yeah. And so um, would Tintin. Yep. It's it's not a very sensible way of doing it. And it, do you think Jeff gets fed up? It's like, oh, God. I wish <laughs> I hadn't put all these in my office. It's not good. Um, and yeah, and then Carano goes, basically sort of says, what's that? And she goes, don't worry, I'll explain everything to you. What if she hadn't been there? Yeah. Like say, you could have just read it, I suppose. It has got yeah, automatic photo detector. Yeah. So, yeah, the cave's filling up with water, so International Rescue are called. Um, when Thunderbird 1 arrives in the background, you've got a stagehand smoking, so there's another yep. Oh, we point. also we also see a Martian smoking, don't we? Yes, I forgot him. A stuntman I, Martian. I do like the um, the uh, the way that you see the... Uh, the, the actor playing the Martian, and just like they did with Bernard Breslau, yeah, for the Ice yeah. Warrior, you only put makeup on the mouth area. Yeah, the rest is a mask. No, I thought that was quite clever. I quite like yeah. that. I quite like that the Martians were sort of, the actors were very dismissive of this crappy film as well. Yeah. So it would have been better if he was a lovey. You know, yeah, a proper, oh, can you proper imagine him British? Lovey. Yeah, yeah, real British thesp. Yeah, doing an great. Alan Rickman in Galaxy yeah. Quest. He's yes, fed up that yeah. it's come to this. Yeah, I did Shakespeare, you know. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I was with Gilgood. Um, I do like those nice perspective shots when Thunderbird 2 lands, you know, yeah. and you've got Thunderbird 1 in, in, in the foreground. That's really nice. Uh, it's always nice to see a pod opening. This is pod 5, and we get the excavator yep. car coming out. Uh, we're going to vote on that today as well, yep. by the way, Ian. Um, I, uh, I I can't help but notice because you see all those close-ups of it digging away through the cat litter there. Like yes, that. yeah. There's a piece on the shovel bit at the front, just just behind the bit, the rotating bit, which is from the um, the FX SRN one hovercraft. Oh, right. that's just been re-released, hasn't it? Is yes, it? yeah, yeah. Much to the joy of uh, a lot of people. I've got one of those little bits. Martin Bauer. Yeah. He sent me a box of bits once, and there was one of them in it. And he had painted it. It wasn't the the regular. It wasn't bare plastic. So I don't know if it had pinged off of a model. Might be worth something if yeah, someone can figure out what it's from. I've got it. That bit. Um, so yeah, it, it's always uh, nice to uh, play um, spot the kit part, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's, it's nice to to notice it because you can then you can then work out how big the model was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yep, yeah, they. They managed to let the water out. It's very sweet when you see those two little models of the guys, you know, who have uh, come, come yeah. out the cave. It would kill them, though. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't get this. This is an extra risk to me. So that their plan is to use the excavator to drill a hole into the flooding cave. The water will come out. And if they're in the water, they'll be popped out like a spider in the bath, which seems really dangerous. And even the, the actors sort of say, well, we can't swim. What the hell? And Scott's, eh, it'll be fine. It'll be all right. Yeah, you get Why loads of yeah. rocks floating yeah. underwater as well. on Why storm, don't the they just them. drill it, empty it out, yeah. then get the people to crawl out or something? Yeah. I don't see why the actors need to be in the water to come out. It's not like they're running out of air or anything like that pretty rapidly. Um 
but yeah, they they pop out like you know, like say spiders in the bath going down a plug hole. They pop out. They're fine. Um, and but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The the hood meanwhile has been filming all this, hasn't he? Yeah, and Scott only finds out about it because old Goldheimer um, says, uh, "Yeah, I got some great shots of you landing." He's like, "No, you couldn't have. My alarm would have gone off." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I took shots," and he's like, "Let's have a look at your uh, video monitor." And yeah. That's when they check the footage, and that's when they find out that uh, yeah, he has been filmed. Yeah. Why? Um... So the, the, I'm presuming this. This uh, camera setup is digital. Well, it is because, the future. Yeah, because he he goes, uh, let me let me see your video playback, which implies that it's going to be some form of digital or magnetic storage. It's not. It's not. They're not exposing thirty-five mil or seventy mil film. But why do all the cameras make the worry, worry film noise? Well, yeah, no, the Hood's camera definitely yeah. is, isn't it? No, I mean, they did do this back, um, you know, Century 21. They did have, you know, their, you know, 16mm cameras. But you had a, a video camera yeah. alongside it. And there was like um, there was like a, 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 a viewing room where you could oh, watch so you it think... as it was being filmed. Jerry so Anderson you think used the, to watch um, it. the playback Scott views is purely like instead of dailies... Is so that the director can see what's happening before yes. the film is. Yes. Uh, before it's sent off process. to be processed. Yeah. Yes. Before it goes yeah, to yeah. That's exactly okay. what it is. Um, all right. But what? Uh, I suppose if that's the case, are all the different cameras feeding in to that one unit then? Because when Scott's so. watching it, he's got so many different views that couldn't possibly be the same camera. No, no, no. There's at least six, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. I like the way the hood, when he goes, he leaves his fake face behind as a sort of like, up yours, I'm yeah. not Mr. Stutt, you've all been fooled, you know? Even though his mask isn't particularly much of a mask this time, is it? It looks like the hood with a moustache. It's a moustache and a pair of yeah. sunglasses. I, yeah, I, I thought when he, took the, when, when he took the disguise off, it would literally be a pull-off moustache. No, it's another no, it's mask. It's a full mask yeah. that looks like the hood. Yeah. That's when we see General X for the first time. Um, yep. In a very Blofeld sort of way. Yes, you don't get to see him. Yeah. yeah. I do like, from what we can see of him, he is still in uniform, though. Yeah. Home because he is a general. Cottage, yeah. 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 Um, the hood makes off in uh, that rather nice desert buggy. We've seen that before, haven't we? Or we see yeah. it again. I thought we would chart yeah. this Jeep. Yeah. Um and uh, and and just make a note of it. So this is yep. the first time at least we come across it. Yes. I like it. I I, 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 I really do. Like I think this. It's, I I love these off-road stuff they do. I think it looks really good. Well weathered. Um, we also find out that the hood is actually Agent Seventy Nine. Yes. Yes. Is there seventy-eight other agents before him? And are there any after yeah. him? And who is General X? Who does he work for? Is this a, a an, an enemy power? I don't know. I think it's got to be. His accent or, is a bit dodgy. Yeah. His accent suggests Eastern, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, in that vague Joan way. Joe sort of yes. way. Yeah. Um, but I still like to think it is actually Alan. Alan's pulling <laughs> right. the strings, no pun intended, um, of all of this. I yeah. reckon so. Yeah. Brilliant shot, that, of Thunderbird 1 coming alongside the Jeep. Um, yes. And um, 
How many times do you reckon, because I don't know the answer to this, uh, um, John clearly sees the hood. Yeah. Is this the first time anyone has seen the hood? They've been face to face with the hood. They, they, later on, because this is well late in the, the running order of Thunderbirds, isn't it? This is like uh, end third yes. of the episodes, probably later. And then right on the last scene, um, John and that's discussing, saying, I just wonder who this man we keep bumping into is. So they must have, they must know it's the same guy each time. Yeah, yeah. In which case, why does he bother wearing a, a disguise? Why doesn't he just get uh, Carano to let him onto the island? Yeah, tell me where the island is. Yeah. Let me in. I'll film everything while everyone's asleep. He is yeah. a bit of an idiot. We said he this a, before. He is an utter uh, fool. He is an utter fool. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a good example here because, you know, Thunderbird 1 has come alongside. What does he do? He goes cross-country. But yeah. why? Because Thunderbird 1 is flying. It makes no difference to yeah. him whether he's cross-country or I do on like, the road. I do like John sort of politely trying to tell him to stop, isn't he? And yeah. he's like, oh, stop. well, I'm going to have to shoot. <laughs> I'll give you some warning shots. And yeah. You've got this whacking gravy machine gun opens fire. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always wary of uh, international rescue shooting people up. Yeah. I know it's for a bit of excitement, but it's like... That's, that gets, surely goes against your core tenet of... You want to keep people alive. Just we we had that in our yeah. very first interact yeah. in the sky. Uh, Lady Penelope opens fire on the hood again and drives yeah. sends him off a cliff, doesn't she? Yeah, there's no um, there's there's doesn't seem to be any sort of rules governing when they can open fire and shoot at people. It's like where's the police in this? Yeah. Um, so the hood I hides love, yeah. in Stapleton Road tunnel. Yes, I love as well that the hood. He's so dim-witted. So he's got a canister on his back seat of the precious film, uh, which looks like it is film. You're right. It looks like proper uh, film strip. Um, well, well, but Scott it's says it, Yeah, but Scott says it's uh, it's not magnetic. Yes. I can't wipe it. It is yeah. on film. So it must be optical film. That but hasn't it's not been, been developed. processed. It's no. not been developed. But half of it is hanging out of his canister. Well, that's buggered then, isn't it? Yeah, it's knackered. I love it for you. If, if all of this had gone to plan, he got to General X and went, General X, here are the photos. They're blank, you fool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he hides in the tunnel. What's he intending him? to do here? Well, I think he's going to do what he does. And to be fair, he's right almost because... Scott goes, uh, I'll go to the other end. Hang on, if I go to the other end, he might escape out of this end. Mm. And at that point, Virgil or Jeff says, uh, Thunderbird 2, you go to the other end of the tunnel. Why didn't they think of that before? That yeah. seems such an obvious thing. But then Thunderbird 1 makes off, uh, Thunderbird 2's on its way, and then the hood drives out. Yeah. So that was his plan. To, to make, he, he honestly thought that Scott would fly off to the other end and, and he would have escaped back. that way. Yeah. Very, since, since, very dodgy. Yeah. Since, since when has Thunderbird 2 got a rocket launcher? I know. I suppose you, you might go, well, it might need it for like landslides or breaking up stuff. But these Thunderbird craft seem very heavily armed. Yeah. For rescue craft. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's a bit dodgy. It is. I'll tell you what's dodgy as well is, you know, the, the, the Hood's reporting back to General X. You can clearly see that Alan there is smoking. Yep. 
from behind his chair. So there's another one there. Yeah, there's another one. Um, I'm presuming there, there's like the, the US Constitution by this point is gone because they arbitrarily decide to like destroy the the roads, don't they? So like, I'm going to blow up the road. Yeah. For this one man. Yeah, for this one man. Who isn't a national security risk nope. or anything like that. But yeah, I'm going to cause a landslide. Can you imagine if this, if this went to the UN court or something or the, you know, whatever, whatever's governing America at this point? And it was like, okay, International Rescue, we charge you with uh, willfully destroying public property, endangering lives, yep. you know, all this sort of stuff. What, uh, have you got any circumstances as to why you did this? Oh, a guy took a photo of me. <laughs> yeah, they're going down. Aren't they? they are going down. So <coughs> the hood has legged it through some trees. Virgil's in pursuit in his little yes. hover bike. And luckily he finds a little airstrip there and uh, steals a plane. Virgil spots it, but he doesn't yeah. know for sure that the hood's in it. He gives no, all no. the details of the plane to Scott, but that yeah. could be some some poor old bloke out for a little ride. Yeah, well, we know the plane is is uh, broken. It's there for oh, repairs. Oh, yes, of course. It could be the, the mechanic going, well, I'll, I'll see what's actually broken with it. Hmm. He's going to get shot down. <laughs> but um, also, this is really weird because they go, they go, um, the the plane was faulty. It it will crash any minute now, so there's not a lot of point chasing it. That's that's woolly thinking. But then we cut to the hood in this plane, and it's all starting to go wrong. And we get really comedy music. It is comedy music, <laughs> isn't it? It's like oh, it's hilarious. This guy's going to die. Yeah, he he hits the power lines first, doesn't he? Because he yeah. he's already asked the general, "Can I land at your villa?" Yeah. So it's a villa. Yeah, a and... villa. So it's a. Uh, a mock English Tudor cottage villa with full grounds and a runway. Yeah. Just in Nevada. But he, he just misses the villa, doesn't he? And he goes yes. around for another uh, pass. Scott has seen him. Um, and uh, he makes another approach and wallop, yeah. you know, straight into the front of that building. Yeah. Destroys the poor general's house. Uh, and Scott goes, um, uh, I'm pretty sure the film couldn't have survived. Let's go home, guys. Well, again, Wooly, go and check it out, you lazy person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was expecting comedy music from the hood, you know, crash there or from the general berating him, but it yeah. didn't happen. I I always remember this bit, the plane going into the building. I don't remember yeah. much of this story, but the plane going into the building at the end. And and is the general seen in, in any other episodes? I don't think so. Is this the only right. time? I don't remember him at all, so he can't be in that many. So perhaps he got killed. Got killed Maybe. by the hood. No, because um, he's Alan, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's Alan. Alan turns up the next day covered in bruises and bandages. <laughs> well, I'm and down. Dust. Oh, I fell down the stairs. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to uh, this this weird shot where they're carrying on with the film. Yeah. They're carrying on filming the film, and they've they've uh, let International Rescue come along. In their civvies, calling each other by name. Yes. I thought this was meant to be a secret organisation. Also, while they're watching that, what if a big emergency happens? Yeah. Did they come in the Thunderbird craft, do you think? Yeah, I don't think they, they ever went away. I think I think this is the same day. They just went back and landed again, But they I just, guess. well, they, they went, well, let's get out of our uniforms. Yeah, that it's is just, a bit Yeah, that is a But bit Tintin's weird. there as well. Oh, of course, yeah. So, th yeah, yeah, they do go back at another time. 
so it's like these two actors who almost died and had to put up with terrible, terrible going down a plug hole, almost drowning. And they went the next day, okay, we're going to carry on filming. Hmm. I guess so. Yeah. And it just ends with the two of them wondering, do you think that guy was the guy, you know? Yes. Surely a more, more, more pertinent question is just so who did nobble my automatic camera detector? Yeah. Yeah, how did that break? Do you reckon Brain's got the uh, blame for that? Or Alan. Yeah, Alan, yeah. Mm. Yeah, surely they would want to know that uh, who who keeps nobbling their stuff whenever they have to deal with the hood. Yeah. All right. Um, on behind the scenes, right, this General yeah. X is called General X. Uh, he did have a name, though, Oh. in the script. Uh, Strond. 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 That's weird, because that sort of suggests more Germanic, mm. doesn't it? His Eastern. accent wasn't Germanic, no. though. Um, and uh, that, that the special effects guy that we see in this is called Brian. Yeah, <laughs> Brian. After Brian Johnson. Okay. Uh, I wonder if the puppet looked like him. That would be amazing. Well, I um, yeah, I mean, I, I that, that's that, there's definitely some of this going on, because the Martians were called... Pete and Ray, right after uh, Peter Dinley and Ray Barrett, the voice artists oh, right. for them. You see, and that Nevada desert scape that we see um, was in Supercar. Ah, so this this does feel like a, a bit of a budget. Yeah, knocked together. Well, it is later there. in the day, and yeah. this is the last appearance of the Hood uh, prior to the first movie. Right. So he doesn't come back. I mean, this is episode 24, and I think there was 32, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, this is the last ever TV appearance of The Hood that we've just oh, seen. Right. Not, a, not a particularly uh, noble bowing out for him then, is it? No, no. All right. Uh, so the the dodgy tally today was yep. eight in total. Ooh, that's a big one, isn't it? Which officially puts Thunderbirds into second place in just dodginess. Just on the back of one episode. Yeah. Yep, it, what, it did have three. Now these eight give it 11. Wow. All right. Uh, nobody was killed in well, this. We well, we don't know about General X, but General we X might have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Bletcher then. Yep. Mr. Bletcher. Uh, played by David Graham, who we've already talked about. So no active facts or anything like that. So we go straight on into uh, the design of Bletcher. Um, I don't know if you want to try and Google him. He's I was, definitely yeah, I was there. just looking. Uh, do you know who you made me think of? And I don't, I don't know whether he looked, the person I'm thinking of looked like this at the time or whether it's just... But he looks like Michael Winner, who was a film Ooh. producer stroke director. Yeah, but not back then he didn't. In no, the 80s, I mean, when he was doing yeah. the Endless Death Wishes, yeah, yes. he looked like that. Um, he does... I mean, if if you showed me a picture of him and said, what's his job? I would either say film producer or banker or something yeah. like that. So he's definitely got that look to him. Um, he's very that, caricatured, yeah. isn't he? Yes, very much so, yeah. I'd love to know I'd love to know what his story is in this, though. Like I say, did the hood just turn up on his doorstep? Did the hood have to do, like, trail him and look into his life and realise he had a gambling addiction and then went to him and set him up to... Because that's the sort of thing the hood would do, isn't it? Such yeah. a long... T- this plan was probably four years in the making. 
just but, to get a, a snap of Thunderbird. He, could, he should have just brought TV21 that week. Yeah. It would have been all right. Yeah. But surely he, he's ruined because he, he's up to the £4 million for Goldheimer yeah. to, you know, make, make this film. Yeah. But he gets nothing in return because nope. you, you Mr. Stutt has gone. But it's also, they're carrying on making the film at the end of it. Yeah, so they've got so, the money. Yes. So did they... Did International Rescue go and look into him or anything? Or is he just literally... He's turned up the next day going, nothing doing me. Yeah, yeah. that was Mr. Stutt, weren't we, yeah. Gov? I don't yeah, know. It's, Maybe he'll come out man. of it all right. Maybe he'll yeah. get some of the profits, uh, you know, his cut of the box office or something like that. Yeah. I do like uh, the fact that we've got a puppet with a double chin, though. Yeah. He's that's quite appealing. I don't know what that's weird. <laughs> all right. So what do you think of the design um, of Bletcher? Uh, he's, he's all right. I quite like his design. I'm going to give him a, a six for design. A six. I gave him a five. Yeah. All right. So that's five and a half. And how effective is he? Um, he's not very effective. I mean, he manages to get to, to get the hood's plan going, but anyone with half a brain cell would have called him into question as to his planning of this film. Yeah. Um, so and it's not very well done. So I'm I'm going to give him a four for a four effectiveness. Well, I gave him a five, so that's I think that stays half. at five, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's an average of five. Yeah. A very it's, average. It's middle of the road as you can get. He's got a nice pair of sunnies, though, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. So him being a five puts him in a caravan along with our uh, our our co-subjects last time, Nephia and Gerrit from Stingray. Oh, and John, I bet he and, looks at them and goes, our Martians were better. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, John Tracy is yeah. Mr. Average as well. So, he, yeah. Do you reckon he looks and went, ah, oh, damn it. We should have given our Martian a chin beard. Yeah. Could have done with one. Could yeah. have done with one. I quite like them. I, I like their bulbous like the eyes. It's, um, it's very, uh, very iconic. And I can remember the first time I saw this that I can remember, which would have been the the 1980s Channel 4 showings, probably. Um, and I remember at the time, I was a bit disappointed that these weren't real Martians. Mm. I just assumed they would be for some reason. Um, so it's an iconic image of these two Martians. But uh, yeah, they're, they're just actors. I mean, that's why I chose the uh, the story initially, because in my yeah. mind, it's these Martians. Yeah, but unfortunately, they don't end up end up being the uh, the villain of the piece. No, sadly not. No, they would have probably got quite a high score, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, and then lastly, the vehicles. If yes, we can vote on them. First of all, this this thing that looks like an old New York water tank on top of a building. This spaceship that we see at the beginning. Um. Yeah, it's not. It. I mean, this is where it's going to be difficult because re- it's not at all realistic and it looks cheap and nasty, but it's meant to. Yeah. So I don't know how to score this one, but I'm going to score it as if it was a real vehicle and this is what it looks like. And it looks terrible. Uh, so I'm going to give it a three. That's what I have. Yeah. Okay. Three for that one. Um, and then the excavator car. Coming yeah. Out of pod five. Um, I, I When I did my Thunderbird 2 my transparent one, you got uh, the little excavator car in it. Um, Was that transparent as well? uh, Yes, all the the craft were transparent. Right. Uh, I got one in my my regular Thunderbird too. I got the excavator car. (laughs) Um, And I think it's quite a nice little vehicle. 
Um, I don't think they did a a full size model of it because I seem to remember the model version was was something with big claws, didn't it? It was like it had claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was wasn't that this. really weird yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I quite like this one. It looks really industrious and it looks real. Uh, it didn't have to make a mess though. It just sprays that cat litter everywhere. Yeah. I mean, much in the same way that Maggie sprays her cat litter. Perhaps she's got an excavator. <laughs> we just don't. When, when we hear purring, it's not her purring. It's, it's the little excavator going. The excavator car should have a cat logo on it. They should do, yeah. yeah. It's a little purring thing. Uh, so I quite like it. It it, it reminds me, because it's got that spinning flail bit at the front. It reminds me of the um, the the D-Day tanks. Yeah, you know, the, the flail, flail things, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I like it. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, a seven and a half. Oh, blimey. I th- I think it's quite boring. Really? Oh, no, I like Compared it. Compared to all the other vehicles, it, it is rather boring. I only gave it a four. Ooh. Oh, you it's going to be, it's going to suffer for that. So that's 5.75 for the excavator car. And then the Hood's Jeep, this first time we ever see the Jeep. We'll have yeah. more information on the Jeep in, in future uh, yes. episodes of yeah. this show. Um, but uh, for now, what do you think of this first time? I, well, we see it anyway. Yeah, I quite like it. What, is this the same Jeep that ends up getting used in Joe 90? Yeah. Because there was a Tamiya model of it, wasn't there? That's right. Um, and also, yeah, it, it in some of the Thunderbirds episodes, it gets the half-track rear yes. end rather yeah. than just having six wheels, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I, I, I like this Jeep. I think it, it looks good. I mean, it does. It, like most of the Thunderbird vehicles, it doesn't look very practical in that it like seats two people, but it's about fifty foot long. Yeah. So I'm not not sure what the rest of the space is being used for, but uh, yeah, it looks good. It's nicely weathered. Another good, another good, detailed model. Mm. Um, so I, I'm going to give this one. I'm going to give it a seven and a half as well. A seven and a half, and I gave it a seven, so that's 7.25. 7.25. All right, so uh, yeah, the spaceship then is in the same par- uh, garage bay as a uh, Garrett submarine plane. Oh, you yeah, know, uh, that's from, about the same uh, cost, though, I would imagine. Yeah, from last time. Um, the, uh, the excavator car is between the paralyzing tank in Fireball right. XL5. And Cougar Twenty One from Captain Scarlet. What was Cougar Twenty One? Oh, was that the uh, the ice one from Noose of Ice? That was like a Jeep thing as well, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be weird if it's the same one? It, well, I'll look into it. Yeah. And then lastly, we've got the Jeep. The Jeep is between uh, the Fire Flash. Yep. From Thunderbirds, and uh, at seven point five, the Terrorfish and Seagull X-ray from UFO. Yeah, oh, right. So it's quite high. Scores quite highly. It's got yeah. good. Uh, it's got good peers. Indeed. Yes. 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 All right. Uh, is this good enough to be on your top ten? No. No. It. It. It's. The. The hood parts are just a rehash of. Of. Uh, other Trapped episodes sky, we've seen. Trapped in the sky. Yeah. Uh, and the the filming stuff is too silly to to sort of it's not believable at all it's thing it's a nice hokey little tale uh if it was a half hour stingray type episode i think it would be a bit more enjoyable but it it does drag in many places mm. this one yeah. um, so no it doesn't no doesn't nor with me tell. nor with me okie doke um uh, right so uh we're just about done you've just got to announce 
who we're talking about, what we're talking about next time on Captain Scarlet. Yeah. Um, wow, well, you'll probably get this one. Uh, so ne- next time, uh, I'm going to moon you. Well, it's on the moon. Yeah. Uh, but there's more than one. Is it Lunaville 101? Uh, I think it's Lunaville 7. Is it Lunaville 7? Yeah. I, I think it's Crater 101. Ah, yeah, but it uh, that, that, that one of them is a sequel to the other, isn't it? Yes. That's yeah, what's I confusing th- me. Yes. So I think we'll do just the first one. Because um, I don't think they're... I don't think... Although it's... I think it's three episodes that form an arc, but I don't think they're linked as in... Next time on Sting, um, Captain Scarlet. So, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, the the one that follows on doesn't immediately follow on. No. It, a, no. a few more episodes on, it's like, oh, remember that thing we We're found on the here. moon? Yeah. We're now looking. Um, right. So is and this, it... Yeah, this is purely because um, I remember really liking the uh, the spacesuits, the specs oh, right. of spacesuits, whether they stand up or not. I don't and know. Lunaville 7, you say? Lunaville 7, yes. Oh, excellent. Always good to go back to Captain Scarlet. Yes. I think this, this was one of the ones... You remember the um, Super Space Theater? There was one Captain Scarlet in space, wasn't Right, yeah. And I think this was this was one of them. Okay. Oh, good, good, good. Right. Getting all excited. Hey. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see you on the moon next time then. Yes, uh, see you on the moon. All right. See you then, Ian. Nice one. Right, right. Thanks, then. Bye-bye. Bye.